Welcome back to the program. I had a whole hour full of blocked canal jokes. I I spent the whole weekend just working on, you know, blocked canal bits. I had some very, very blue jokes. And then this happens. Uh, that is the crew of the tugboat, the Mashur, that was involved this morning and a few hours ago successfully freeing that giant container ship that was blocking the Suez Canal at a cost of U.S. $9 billion a day in costs for shipping. It has now moved on. The Evergreen's all on its, on its way. The Ever Given, pardon me, uh, is on its way. And I guess... That ship has sailed for jokes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, my goodness. Over the past year, one of the voices Canadians have has really come to rely on to navigate the pandemic is Andre Picard, health reporter and columnist with The Globe and Mail. And Andre Picard has written a new book about the tragic epicenter of the COVID pandemic, namely Congregate Care for Seniors. In Neglected No More, he shows how COVID has laid bare the deplorable state of Canada's long-term care homes. I spoke to him for Focus Ontario and began by talking about the announcement that as of April 12th in the province of Ontario, you will be able to get, amongst other things, a haircut. What does Andre Picard make of that? I think it's just sort of what has been happening all throughout the pandemic. We get uh, things get a little better and then we get really keen and impatient and we reopen a little too soon and then we see another resurgence. So, you know, this impatience ends up being very self-destructive. And I think this is another example. I think we could probably wait a couple more weeks for a haircut. At least I know I can. (laughs) I don't think anybody needs a haircut more than I do. Okay, let's talk about congregate care when, in, when did we decide in this country to make the housing of seniors something that we would uh, make a for-profit business? Well, we didn't make any deliberate decisions. You know, this kind of evolved over time. There's a very, very long history. Uh, the history of care homes goes back 400 years. Uh, and it's sort of linked with the prison system, this notion that people uh, who are poor had to work for their, their food and their board. So there's a long sort of history of this. It's not, we've never really made any decisions. They've just happened by default. And for-profit is one of those decisions. Uh, the main reason we have for-profit now a lot more today than even 10 years ago is just government's reluctance to spend on infrastructure. So they don't want to have mortgages. They don't want to have debt. So they kind of shunt this off to the private sector. So there's a reason it happens. uh, But the question is, do we need it? Uh, Here in Ontario, when criticism is leveled at the Ford government, for example, you will quite rightly point out that this has been a problem that is stretched back over every party being in power here. Has this just been a question of just kicking it down the road, kicking this can down the road? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's just been a question of not dealing with issues. We we know the issues very, very well. There's been about 150 reports written about how to fix long-term care since the advent of Medicare. So we know all the problems, we know the solutions, and we, we just haven't really gotten to it. Uh, seniors, uh, elders are just never quite the top priority. They get a lot of promises, but these promises are very rarely followed through on, unfortunately. Do you have some hope that there will be lasting systemic changes in the sector because of the pandemic? Well, I think you I think you have to be hopeful to a certain degree, uh, just given the carnage. You know, we've had about 22,500 deaths in Canada from COVID, and more than 16,000 of those have been in these congregate settings, uh, in nursing homes principally, but also in uh, seniors' residences. So if, uh, you know, I often say if 16,000 deaths doesn't bring us, bring about change, I, I don't think anything ever will. Uh, this week, this last week, the Ontario government released its budget, and in it was uh, money to try and keep seniors at home, you know, rent, retrofit, that sort of thing. Not a lot of money. I wonder if you could react to governments putting money in, in that direction, whether that works. Yeah, so there, that's the direction we have to go. It is really little dribbles of money like we saw in the budget. I think what's needed first is really a, a philosophical change, a, a political commitment to an idea. And that idea is that we value people who are elders. We value people throughout their lives. We want them to stay in the community. And then once you have that philosophy, everything else is is structural. It's deciding how to allocate money, etc. So there's no question in Canada and Ontario we grossly underspend on, on home care and we overspend on uh, putting people in institutional care. So we, it's kind of perverse. We funnel everyone to the most expensive, most inefficient form of care, and then we complain that it's costly. So, you know, some people do need long-term care. There's no question. But there's also no question that there are far too many people in institutions who could still be in the community if we spent our money differently and, and more smartly. Do you believe that the for-profit element has to be taken out of this? You know, I think uh, my big worry is that we will just take this issue and say uh, we'll get rid of for-profit and it'll be magically better. Uh, to me, ownership matters, but it's about number 25 on the list of things that matter. So, you know, we need standards of care. Uh, we need proper personnel. We need to fix infrastructure. And who owns the homes uh, if, it, if they're well-regulated, if they're well-funded? That, that doesn't matter that much. So I, I'm always uh, wary when we have these simplistic solutions to to complex problems. If I could end with a, a final question about vaccines, we've seen the, the target date move back and forth, but I think that for many Canadians, it's that September promise that we've had from the federal government, from your perception of vaccines and how they're coming into this country. Will the government make that? Oh, I think there's no question that we'll get every Canadian who wants to be vaccinated uh, before the fall, before September, uh, that we were getting enthusiastic there recently saying by Canada Day. I think that's still possible. But I think people have to recognize, too, there are going to be hiccups. This is an unprecedented rollout in the world. There are all kinds of complications that emerge every day. So in the grand scheme of things, we started off really slowly, but, but things are going fairly well these days. That is Andre Picard, the health columnist and writer for the Globe and Mail in a conversation on Focus Ontario. Andre Picard's new book is out now about congregate care. Interesting conversation about that. And, and just the ending there, 
that I loved, which is, I, I think, a real takeaway, I think, for all of us. There is going to be time to be furious at the federal government about procurement. There, there is, uh, and there's real reason for it. I think that right now we just have to focus on getting the people who need the vaccines to the clinics. If you know someone who's older, who qualifies for a vaccine right now, is vaccine hesitant, talk to them. That is the most important thing. This, you know, shaking our fist at the sky isn't going to help. It's not going to get us where we need to go. Where we need to go is to get people vaccinated as quickly as possible. And I know it's not going as fast as anybody wants, but the key is to get the people to those clinics because right now that's not happening. And so we need people to get out there and get vaccinated so we can move on to the next tranche of people. We can move on to the next and the next and hopefully get all of this behind us.